Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, come along with me and the Gospel Gunslingers as we explore what the Bible really says about self-defense and self-government. I actually kind of got a hold of this dude uh, sort of on a whim, honestly. It was kind of interesting. You know, I listen to InfoWars from time to time, and I was listening to Harrison Smith, that early morning show that they do at InfoWars.com, and Pastor Sam who runs gospelgunslingers.com called in and broke down some fascinating information about some very interesting developments going on off the coast of India, some naval developments specifically. But he breaks it down to a degree that it really ties back to the Bible. And it talks about these three horns, which the three horns are three monarchies Uh, I believe the Netherlands, Japan, and also, of course, England, the most infamous and dubious monarchy of all. And, uh, I mean, this guy is fascinating. He was really interesting to talk to. And, uh, again, very impromptu conversation. I did zero research for this episode. And it is going to be a shorter episode. There's no Patreon version for this. Um, But I am doing a, a pretty interesting little thing. Uh, for the Patreon subscribers, about CDC green zones. Uh, CDC green zones are terrifying, and that's what I'm going to uh, offer up. It, it's going to be between 30 and, and an hour um, just talking about what CDC green zones are. There's guillotines that have been shipped all throughout the country here uh, and really all throughout the world. I mean, it it, it sounds like fantastical shit, but it's not. I mean, this is... Uh, you, it, credible evidence saying that there are guillotines all over the country, specifically here in the U S but they're also all throughout the world. I noticed in France, they posted a guillotine outside of um, their fearless leaders house. Um, You know, whatever their equivalent to the fucking white house. I don't know what these people have in France, man. They're, they're ready to riot on a dime too. Have you noticed that? I know that they created the term sabotage by like throwing shoes at a machine that like made the shoes instead of them. Um, but props to the French, man. They really helped us win the Revolutionary War, so we're told. Uh, they gave us a Statue of Liberty, but then they bailed when we really needed them. And we took the the French fries. We made them freedom fries. I don't know if you guys remember that. But, I mean, sometimes you got to really kind of, like, take a step back and wonder what the hell's going on. Are we friends with France or are we not? Should we be friends with our neighbors? I don't know. I mean, this is... the times that we're living in right now um but what pastor sam breaks down here is fascinating he's not your average everyday preacher or pastor i don't know if there's a difference between a preacher and a pastor i make it very clear that i am not very well versed or educated 
when it comes to biblical term terminology, uh, any of this stuff. I, I just I find it fascinating, and I am trying to get closer to my creator, whatever that is, whether it was the universe, the Anunnaki. Shout out Ken from Black Pill, that episode that we did in this previous one. Um, I mean, God, uh, it, it's very difficult for me to know. And I am comfortable, you know, putting myself in that category of uh, an agnostic because I feel like that's healthy. I feel like it's healthy to not know what's going on. Um, but shit, I, it, the world is such a fascinating place. And we're finding ourselves more and more sucked into this idea that you're either wrong or right. And I have to just disagree. I mean, a hundred percent. I think that it's okay from time to time to say that you don't know as a human being, what the hell is going on. Someone purposefully kept in the dark, doesn't know what's going on. And that's me. And that's you. And that's everyone listening. We don't really know what's going on. Uh, but pastor Sam of uh, gospelgunslingers.com really makes this uh, kind of quick sermon really fun and i hope to talk with him again he has talked with one of my new favorite podcasts at the common sense show dave hodges i guess they work together pretty uh, frequently and shout out marianne out of san diego you know who you are uh she uh didn't really introduce me to dave hodges but she confirmed that dave hodges knows his shit and um you know i i find it fascinating that I mean, let's be real. Dave Hodges, if you listen to him, doesn't have uh, charisma. He's not very exciting to listen to. Very boring. But information is great. Information's on point with Dave Hodges at the Common Sense Show. And I hope to talk with him. Um, Even though I just called him boring, I I should probably edit that out if I actually want to talk with uh, Mr. Hodges. He's in my home state. But uh, you know what, Dave? I- I'm just going to be honest, man. Uh, you know, you're, you're editing. It's a little quiet. And I just learned this stuff. But hey, man, uh, if you need someone, some help or something, just let me know. Uh, I don't want to drag this on too long, though, because uh, like I said, uh, this is a shorter episode. I want to get to it. I want you guys to hear what's going on. First and foremost, Patreon subscribers make the episode happen. Whether you're giving 3 5 or $10, you really do help me out more than you guys know. Um, This is my first month doing it solo. And uh, I mean, shit, you guys are really helping me. Um, So I want to continue doing this. I want to continue to give you premium content, whether that's just the end of the episodes, uh, the last uh, 30 minutes to an hour, um, or it's extremely, um, you know, limited content and uh, premium content, quite frankly, like I'm doing for this one, again, on those CDC green zones. Um, it's FEMA camps on steroids is what what these Patreon members are going to hear right now uh, that I, I'm sure a lot of people really haven't heard about. And I hadn't heard about this stuff. So it's not like me calling you a bunch of idiots or anything. This is just weird shit uh, that you wouldn't think would really be going on in the United States, when we are the land of the free, the home of the brave, all that bullshit doesn't seem like that's the case anymore, unfortunately. And you know how patriotic I am, but I'm considering flipping my fucking flag upside down in my house. Um, not because I hate the country, but because the country is under distress. Um, so it's, it's very 
It's very weird. I'm in a weird space right now. I mean, my desk here is a fucking mess because I'm printing the new shirts. Uh, I've been drinking, believe it or not. And I mean, I'm on one, dude. I'm, I'm ready to fucking go. I'm ready to throw down. And the new shirts that I'm printing are those that uh, government is the pandemic or government is the virus. See, I don't even know what the fuck I'm printing. But yeah, the government is the virus. Check those out. Dangerousworldstore.com. Uh, 1776 as all the other shirts are phenomenal design uh the guy that made these shirts is clearly ahead of his time and i'm probably uh, i mean honestly a misunderstood genius i gotta say uh but that's neither here nor there head on over to dangerousworldstore.com and i didn't think i plugged that properly with the patreon it's patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast and you can hear the CDC Green Zones and like 40 or 50 at this point, uh, full versions of episodes. And we give you a private RSS feed so that you can actually listen to the uh, full versions of these episodes, not only on Patreon, but in your podcatcher of choice. So if you're listening to me right now on Apple Podcast, you can listen to the full versions of the episodes on Apple Podcasts with this private RSS feed or Spotify or Google or wherever you're listening, okay? So please do that. It's $3. You're not going to miss it, and it adds up really quick, okay? Uh, Also, dude, I don't know really what's going on with Manscaped. I mean, it is the second day of the month that I'm recording this, third when the episode's coming out, and I don't know if they're staying on board or not, but I'm going to go ahead and plug them because I'm not a bitch. You know what I'm saying? I love Manscaped. They've sent me some phenomenal products. That Lawnmower 4.0 is incredible. The Weed Whacker is phenomenal. And you already know that summer's here and what a wet and wild summer it's going to be, baby. I mean, you don't really know. Are we going to go through another lockdown this summer? Are we going to see a summer of riots? You don't know. But if you're going to be on camera, if you're going to be on CNN or Fox, rioting, raging, beating a cop over the head or something, or an Antifa member, whatever it is, you want to look trim. You want to look prim and proper. And that lawnmower 4.0 with the ceramic blade and the LED light and that freaking insane RPM motor. I don't even know what it is. It's like 2,700 RPMs or something insane. 7,000 RPMs. That's over triple what I said. This is going to really get, I mean, not over triple. My math is bad, but 7,000 RPMs on this lawnmower 4.0. It's quiet. You're going to be able to uh, smash a brick into an Antifa member's head or a cop, whatever side you're on. I hope, you know, hopefully neither, but you're going to be able to really rage. You're going to be able to fight. And then if you uh, notice that you're getting a little stubbly, maybe you're chafing with all the fighting and all the rioting that you're doing. And you get to run back into a bathroom or just around a corner even. And you can trim up and you'll be ready to rock. And no one's going to notice. And the promo code that you need to do is probably fitting at this point. The promo code that you need to enter in at manscaped.com is DANGER in all caps. That's going to get you 20% off and you're going to get free shipping. Okay? I mean, this is unheard of. Most of these podcast promos, you get 10%, maybe 15 Maybe you get a BOGO, a little buy one, get one. But in this case, you can beat a cop over the head or a fireman or any anything. You know, you can do what you want to do 
And you can also use the promo code danger at manscaped.com. You get 20% off. Okay. Now I, again, manscaped does not encourage violence and neither do I, but I do recommend that if you're going to carry out some acts of violence injustice, right? No justice, no peace in the summer of 2021, you want to use the promo code danger. Okay. And there's no, there's no if, ands or buts about this at all. Uh, so with that being said, guys, I'm trying to keep these guys on board. Uh, After hearing this ad, I'm sure that they'll leave. But if you guys buy shit from them, they have no choice but to stay on. See, this is the thing. You know, they're a growing company, too. And they need you. They need me. They need all of us. They'd probably, realistically, they don't need me. But they need you. And they like you. And you can head over to Dane. I'm sorry, not Dane. You can head over to manscaped.com. Enter the promo code DANGER. You get 20% off and free shipping. You heard that right, people. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code DANGER at manscaped.com. And you can escape all the riots and the white supremacy. Uh, actually, the, the read here says you can escape the shrubs and weeds this summer with manscaped.com. So you cannot escape the white supremacy, but you'll be good to go. So take them up take me up take them up on this offer and let's see what's up and i hope that you guys really do enjoy this episode with pastor sam who is a very funny dude if i had a preacher like this uh instead of him telling me how evil i was that i wanted to wear a black shirt to church on sunday uh pastor sam seems like an incredible guy and very very fun very entertaining and freaking knowledgeable as hell man so enjoy the show and Patreon subscribers, be patient with me for literally 24 hours from when this episode drops, and you'll get a phenomenal episode on CDC Green Zones that's going to blow your damn minds. It's crazy, crazy stuff that I found. And, um, I mean, I, I try to give you guys what you pay for here, for that $3, you know what I'm saying? So thank you, guys. Enjoy the show with Pastor Sam, GospelGunslingers.com. Check out his YouTube channel under that same name. And, uh, I mean, he talks about cryptids in the Bible. He talks about all kinds of crazy stuff. You're going to really like this guy. Enjoy it. And I'll see you soon. All right. So, Pastor Sam, man, I'm really, really excited to talk with you, man. I heard you call in on the American Journal show, and you got to talk for about three minutes. And uh, it was fascinating, just what you kind of got into there. I want to talk about that more. But first of all, how are you doing, man? I'm well. I'm I'm living large. I'm in Mexico City, the capital of the free world. The weather's beautiful. <laughs> you get a little bit of rain. And yeah, it's a good day. Praise the Lord. The gospel gunslingers are doing well. Good deal. Yeah, and that's your website right there, Gospel Gunslingers. It's it's really kind of a I like where you stand on the idea of that it's um it's honoring God, it's honoring Christ if you are standing up for yourself and you're standing up for the weak and fighting a tyrannical government. That's not something that's being taught in a lot of churches right now. And I find it interesting. I find myself to be agnostic. I'm not a hundred percent sure what's going on on the other side of this life. Um, but I'm fascinated with how under attack the Christians are in this era. Um, so what do you have to say about that, man? And Jewish believers too. I saw a guy in the town that has skull cap on the other day. And I just went by and said, Shalom. And he said, Shalom. And he asked, then he began to speak to me, which sometimes they don't, but a lot of times they do. And I greet people if they're going to be brave enough to tell you who they are, that they're amongst the Lord's people. So, yeah, persecution's on the rise. 
anybody that names the name of, of God or the Lord Jesus Christ, anybody who's a real believer, you're going to come under fire and you got to stand for that. You know, you, you have to stand in that and through that. You got to be like uh, Shadrach, Meshach and, and the bad Negro, as the preacher said. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, so let's get into what you were talking about on on uh, American Journal with this whole idea of the three horns, the Antichrist coming out of that, um, and the war mobilization that's like kind of going down right off the coast of India, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Uh, yeah, it's actually moved east from there out of the Indian Ocean and right smack into the South China Sea. There's a huge military mobilization that's coming from different directions. It's coming up out of Australia. We've got more F-22s in Guam and neighboring uh, Tinian than have ever been on an exercise together. At least 25 F-22 Raptor Air Superiority fighters. So that's coming in from the Pacific, threatening China. And then there's this carrier battle group, which is led by the Queen Elizabeth uh, aircraft carrier from Great Britain, and many, many nations have come in and trained alongside when we broadcast one or two days ago. There was training with the Indian Navy, which is also a carrier power. They have a brand new carrier that nobody's ever seen. It may steam out a port one day. And, you know, we're so used to peace. It's been peaceful for so long that the times of great world wars where this nation enters in and steams out a port with a brand new fully operational battle station. We, we, it's not part of our culture, only in fiction. And now it's actually happening. And so I really want the world to know, because there's not a lot of news, that there's a huge military development. China has noticed it, that there's all these exercises going on. They've been doing their own exercises, shooting off their naval guns and landing uh, amphibious troops and amphibious mechanized infantry and missile barrages on their own islands that are part of China, just to rattle the saber. China's done not less than 20 amphibious assault exercises just in the recent months. And so China has seen these exercises, all these military forces closing in on them. And they said, we will strike first, prepare for a blow at any moment. And they said to Japan, they said that they would use nuclear bombs continuously until Japan unconditionally surrenders again. And so this is the saber rattling that's going on, and there's not a lot of talk about that. I understand our domestic affairs and the riots of the day and the erosion of our Constitution and the, the uh, jackboots getting closer and closer to our door is important for us as Americans. Heck, I've fled the country because of that. But there's a major World War III is ready to go from these gray phases into shooting and sinking of ships. And so that was the start. But then I brought up, or maybe I began with this, that there's something in the Bible of the rise of Antichrist. And it's in both Daniel and Revelation. It's a Daniel 7 and Daniel 7 and Revelation 17, where it talks about three horns being uprooted or plucked up out of the beast system. There's ten horns on the beast. Those ten horns are ten kings. And three of them are plucked up. And then a little horn rises, and this is the little horn with eyes that spake as a man and blasphemed against God. So this is Antichrist. And for the rise of Antichrist to take place, there has to be an uprooting of three kings. And in this massive military development, there are three ancient, centuries-old royal dynasties that have gone all in and sent their navy ships across the sea 
to confront the Leviathan, to confront the Chinese menace in the world. And it's probably a losing battle. So I just pointed that out and said, hey, this is in Daniel. This is what the Bible says about the rise of Antichrist. And here are these three kings, three dynasties have stood up to confront the, the, the red dragon of China. So, and so that's where we began. Yeah, again, so what are those three dynasties that are that are standing up, the, the monarchies, as you put it? Okay, now I did a breakdown, two and a half hours, just on this. It's on my YouTube channel. Just search Gospel Gunslingers, and it's pretty clear the title is Three Horns Torn Out at Antichrist Rises. So Five that's parts, their, correct? Yes, 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 yes. It's a playlist, and it's up. that I recorded on my junkie equipment in the cafe, but... That's an unpacking where we get into the Bible more and we read more. And, you know, as America turns back to God, more people have the patience to do that, to look at the word. My daily teaching is three minutes. It's made for the short attention span world. And it's, <laughs> yeah. hey, but Ryan, it's more than enough for somebody to, to ruminate or to chew on all day long. You know, there's a main Absolutely. verse and then there's two or three other ones. A lot, the main ones I photograph, stick them right in. It's on Telegram. Just go to Telegram and search Gospel Gunslingers, or the link is t.me slash Gospel Gunslingers, and that'll take you right to the verse of the day. And by the way, most of those are on the subject of self-defense and self-government, the, the lost doctrines of our patriarchs. That's how America got built and got great in the first place. So that's an interesting place to, to go and to be. But then sometimes yeah. I get in and unpack a little bit. Yeah, no, I was just kind of like admiring the idea of a quick three minute uh, lesson because there's no excuse not to go and learn it. You know, a lot of people don't have time, unfortunately, with the way that our weeks are scheduled to go and sit for like an hour service or whatever. So you can get like a nice three minute kind of like, you know, a quick, quick flash of what, you know, you feel is very relevant to kind of teach. Um, and, and I find that very interesting. Yeah, and you, it's really it kind of this fast moving. In fact, people that are not native English speakers, it's like, whoa, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. They, can't, they can't handle it because I just fly through, boom, boom, boom. And I tell stories and I teach about the construct of the Bible, the books of the Bible, the, the, the different areas. OK, these are the prophets. These are the Psalms. These are the major prophets. This is one of the major prophets. We start there. This talks about Jesus. And then we'll just read it right out of the gospel or we'll read what Paul commented about it in the book of Hebrews. So I'm teaching about the construct of the Bible, too, and it's a lot of fun. And anybody who really wants to know, please go to my YouTube channel. Go to Find Gospel Gunslingers. Find me on there, at Honald Samuel. And then there's a playlist called Verse of the Day for Gospel Gunslingers. And anybody who's a red-blooded American or pistol-packing mama, you need to know what the Bible says about that. Because it's not what you were always told. We've been told a lot of lies. There, there's a world order of the church order, and it's been going on for a long, long time. It didn't happen yesterday. Decades, we've been just steeped and the frog's been brought up to a boil. And we need to get back to what our forefathers believed, what grandpa believed when he was bombing the Nazis in World War II. So that's what that's for. And please go there. Now, you asked me a specific question. What was that? Yes, sir. It was the the idea of the three horns represented uh, in today's time by these three monarchies, I believe Netherlands, uh, England, and then one other that I couldn't remember off the top of my head here. Japan. So let's start okay. with Japan, even though the, the Queen of England is the one, she's the one who really put this into play. And it's this the name is, of the ship, correct? Yes. Uh, you know, 
Queen Elizabeth II, who at 95 years old is the Queen of England. Every sailor and soldier in England swears a personal oath to her, the monarchy, not somebody else. She's the head of state of 15 other Commonwealth nations. There are 47 Commonwealth nations that were former colonies, including Jamaica, Belize, India, Canada. In fact, she just appointed a new uh, governor general of Canada, Mary Simon, who's the first indigenous governor general. And she took office on Monday of this week. So we'll see what Mary Simon does. But guess who's the head of the military of Canada? Not Justin Trudeau. It's Queen Elizabeth. Right. And her governor general that represents the crown in Canada. And so Mary Simon is a very, very important person. And each one of these points that we'll hit is also on my Twitter. I'm still on Twitter. Please subscribe. <laughs> if, follow me on all platforms because I'm a one man operation. A lot of times I'm in the jungle, in my hammock. Sometimes I even don't do my verse of the day because. I'm in a remote place. You know, there's mudslides out there. There's earthquakes, volcanoes erupt. This is where I live. And I have a lot of fun. Mary Simon <laughs> is governor general. She's, so I've got the articles on my Twitter if you want to see about her appointment, who she is. Uh, I, I just link to things. And that's one of the cool things that you can do on Twitter is yeah. just a short statement. But here's a picture and here's an article. And then I also have a blog, uh, subscribestar.com slash gospel gunslingers. And that's where I write longer articles. So the Queen of England really started this. But let's talk about Japan. Japan has a pacifist constitution and because of the reconstruction after World War II. And they had an emperor in World War II that the people believed was immortal. And so they didn't imagine that their emperor could ever be defeated. They didn't imagine that their nation could be defeated because they thought their king was divine. And now as we're, as, as cryptozoology is becoming an increased study, and one of the things that I do is teach on the cryptids of the Bible. Because all these things are in the Bible. As long as you don't get too new of a one, then everything's the alligator and the rhinoceros and the owl. But if really? you an old King James Bible, there's all types of crazy stuff in there to include dragons and i have done the benchmark teaching on dragons of the bible the word dragon tannin in hebrew occurs 28 times in the hebrew old testament and i did uh seven lessons it's over five hours over 500 bible verses and i address each of the 28 occurrences of the hebrew word tannin in the bible and then comment on it and put them together and just kind of tell what else the bible says just about that so that's awesome to see that here's the dragon the the antichrist world system that revelation of course that's written in another language but 10 times in revelation it tells about the dragon the dragon the dragon and this is leviathan it will be literal the dragon will manifest physically so, so it's not china the dragon is not china it's it's both it's a political entity and an actual uh creature that the Bible tells a huge amount about. Mm. If you're interested, you'll find the Dragon Lancers playlist yes. and tear in and, and have fun. Get your King James Bible out and prepare to be blown away. So there is a dragon, and the rumor is that the Queen of England is is a dragon, that she's a dragoness. 
the Bible says that Pharaoh of Egypt, two different pharaohs centuries apart, the Bible flatly says of each of them that they were dragons. So uh, it's not something that hasn't happened before. So here we have, uh, and let me just say one more thing, and then I'm going to be done with that. If if you're interested, look up the playlist. So God gave to Moses two powerful weapons. When he went in in the book of Exodus to set, let my people go, you know, to set Israel free from their bondage as slaves in Egypt, two powerful weapons: the angel, which appeared as the burning bush, the pillar of fire, uh, the cloud by day and the fire by night, and the wall of fire and darkness between uh, Pharaoh's army and the people of Egypt. Those were manifestations of the angel. The second powerful weapon that God issued to Moses was the dragon. It was the dragon. Now, we, we, we say serpent, and the first three times the miracle happened, Moses' staff did change into a serpent. But the fourth time, so at the burning bush, then Moses met Aaron at a divine appointment, and he did the miracle for Aaron. Then Aaron began to do the miracles. The third time they went to Egypt, they met with the elders of Egypt. Aaron threw down his rod and it became a nakash, a serpent, scary enough, right? Deadly, poisonous. The fourth time was when they went into the throne room of Pharaoh and the Lord spoke to Moses. And if you just read the text, you won't get this. But the underlying Hebrew, it's a different root word. And the different root word is tenen. So this is one of the 28 occurrences in the Bible. The Lord told Moses. When you throw down, when Aaron throws down the staff, it will become a tannin this time, a wow. giant sea monster, a mythical monster with uh, spiritual powers, what, what someone may call magic today to affect, you know, the weather and lightnings and, and storms and the movements of the sea and other things. So they went into the throne room and the fourth time this miracle with the rod of God was executed, it became a tannin. And then when Pharaoh's magi, each threw, each man threw down his staff, they all became tannin. So it was not snakes on the floor. This was in Pharaoh's great hall, and they all became dragons, and then they knuckled up and slugged it out with all of their powers. Wow. And, of course, uh, Aaron's rod, his tannin, his dragon, defeated and devoured each of the other dragons and then he grasped it by the tail and it turned back into a rod so that's the first thing that happened and and this is undeniable i challenge anyone to open your bible and and get to exodus get your study tools out because it's very clear that this was dragon on dragon mortal combat so just beginning there it's not that strange of a thing but here in the end of days we're having the same thing there is a worldwide rebellion led by the most famous shape-shifting human dragon in the world, the Queen of England. There's people who study shape-shifting and, and uh, reptilians at all, all agree that the most famous person who has transmogrified themselves before the most eyewitnesses in our modern age is Queen Elizabeth. And she's the one who's leading the worldwide rebellion against the uh, Leviathan against the, the, the global world system, which the brunt and the muscle of that is in China, even though that comes from Rome and the papacy. Wow. 
Wow. Let me get to your question about Tokyo. Yeah. The house well, real, of the real quick, uh, Pastor Sam, I, Arizona Wilder's case of how she talked about how uh, Princess Diana referred to Queen Elizabeth and all the royals as like the lizards. Um, are you familiar with Pindar? Is that not like the leader of all of these lizard people, as we like to call them? I've never heard of that. And a lot of people think that they come from space. Ah. And uh, while understand that my worldview is biblical, okay. I don't believe that the space aliens come from space. You're dealing with trans-dimensional sure. entities that the Bible talks about. And that doesn't mean they can't go to space. I mean, I'm sure that they do go to space. But my own teaching, and here again, there's a lot of it out there. So just take a look if you want to take a look. On my Mm. blog, I taught about the Nephilim, three hours with Dave Hodges. Two of them are on audio. And the third one, you have to pay three bucks to get into his site to see the third video hour about the Nephilim. But it's it's really mind-blowing. And I teach about the what the Bible says about the Nephilim. So in a nutshell, I believe that there are angelic hybrids and tannic hybrids. And so the reptilians are tannic hybrids. Those are dragon hybrids. Right, right. And and, uh, others call them dragonborn. These are not theologians. These are just people that believe in dragons. It's, it's a common, it's a common uh, vein of study and of uh, historical interpretation that there are such things as dragonborn or human dragon hybrids. Very I, I don't want to take the whole show on that, but I, I've got a lot out there. And if anybody's interested, please take a look. And uh, the average person has no idea that the Bible talks so much about this. And if you ask a school taught preacher, you know, our and my enemies, the, uh, the, the, pharisaical clergy order that always tries to put themselves above other people and believes in that. I don't believe in that. You know, people call me Sam. I'm a regular guy. Really. I'm a very unaccepted. I'm I'm a regular kid in a smart kid's world. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. You know, man, no, I, I, it's awesome that you work with Dave Hodges. I love Dave Hodges, man. He's in my state. He's in Arizona. I'm, I'm South of him. I'm in Tucson. He's in uh, Maricopa County, but, um, so are you kind of referring to there? I'm not sure if you've heard of the Homo Capenses, this race of like sort of alien type beings that live under the Vatican, supposedly. I mean, this is far-fetched stuff. Um, but uh, what you're talking about seems like right in line with that. And I find that fascinating. If it's a human hybrid, they're either a genetic experiment or the original genetic experiments are actual crossings with humans and with tannin. Very interesting. Okay, well, yeah, I'm sorry to derail there. But yeah, let's get back to Tokyo, man. Uh, I was very interested in what we were going to say about that there. The house of the chrysanthemum. So this monarchy goes way back, goes way back into feudal times. And they adopted a pacifist constitution where Japan can have a self-defense force. But that's what it is, a self-defense force. They were not going to run conquests around the world anymore after World War II, after the crushing, and after nuclear strikes. So for China to bring up the fact that they uh, were hit with nuclear strikes, that was just mean. You know, that was like below the belt. Yeah, We will make you surrender unconditionally again. (laughs) Thanks, you know. Like everybody in Japan, their grandparents told them about Hiroshima and Nagasaki. 
And See, uh, I'm under the impression that that uh, that Hiroshima and Nagasaki were not hit with nuclear bombs, but they were in fact fire bombs because of the trains running the next day and the fire uh, proof bomb, like the uh, flame retardant buildings that were still standing uh, when that whole thing went down. So, do you believe that they were nuclear bombs? Or do you think that they were just like massive fire bombs? My grandpa called in drunk two different times after he completed his 35 combat missions in Europe because he was scheduled to be qualified to fly the B-29 Super Fortress in the Pacific Theater. And he really wanted to go home to grandma, his young wife. He was already a member of the Lucky Bastards Club after his 35 campaigns, including five trips to Marysburg, which was the most heavily defended place. You know, they had lost ships every time they went to Marysburg. Grandpa did incendiary campaigns, but Grandpa was very happy when the bombs went off in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Now, Tokyo was firebombed, and the firebombing campaigns in, in uh, Berlin and other places, Grandpa's incendiary campaign was the Ardennes at the Battle of the Bulge, and he trained as a forester. It was really hard for him to look out the window and just see the whole forest burning. But that's what it took to get our boys out of that very, very dangerous counteroffensive in the Ardennes campaign. This is where the 101st Airborne was pinned down. Famous. Anyhow, I do believe that they were nuclear. The nuclear race was a big part of World War II. Uh, there were U-boats bringing uranium to Japan. Japan was very, very close to cracking the code and getting functional uh, fission explosives. Germany was very, very close. If it wasn't for the Norwegian campaigns, blowing up their own ferries in their own country and sabotaging the factories that were making heavy water, uh, the, the Germans may well have beaten us to that. They beat us in rocket technology, guidance technology, and, uh, and uh, we beat them in turret technology. Our, our hydraulic gun turrets were ahead of them. But uh, jets, their jets were out, and maybe uh, their anti-gravity craft, that's, you know, up in the air. But I do believe they were nuclear campaigns, and it was, it, was, it was very serious. It's a sore point for them as a nation, and we're yeah. all friends now. The whole world is in Tokyo partying and having fun and, you know, having games and good fun. Uh, we, ought to, we ought to focus on what we have in common. And the sure. Chinese were just like, we blow your ass up, world. Yeah. <laughs> very out of line yeah it absolutely i totally agree with that whether whether i mean we can agree to disagree on whether it was nuclear bombs or fire bombs i respect your opinion um or or you know whatever has led you to to believe that for sure um yeah you're right about that though man it, it is a sore thing whether it was fire bombs or nuclear it was a devastating attack and uh for someone to throw it in their face like that it's kind of kicking a a country when they're down in, in a way you know what i mean at least spiritually like that um but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Continue with uh, with Tokyo and and what everything that that you believe with the uh, the three horns. So in 2012, Japan laid the keels for two new ships, bigger ships than they've built, flat top, and they said this is a helicopter carrying destroyer. And the Chinese objected immediately and said this is not have the this aircraft carrier. You put a fifth wing aircraft on this. And Japan said, no, 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 no. This is a helicopter-carrying destroyer because they could not have aircraft carriers according to their pacifist constitution. But there was a change in the monarchy. There was a change in the monarchy. And the new monarchy, the new uh, generation, reinterpreted their constitution and said, 
we are entitled to defend ourselves against distant threats. We don't have to wait till the missile gets all the way to our island. If somebody's going to launch a missile at us, we're going to go get them. Works for me. Yeah. I think Japan has a right to exist. You know, they, they, all their empires, they lost. They had conquered the Philippines. They had rubber. They had mines all over. They got 124 million people on a country that's like a fifth of the size of Mexico. So the Japanese have done a real good job of staying home and being a peaceful people. But if somebody wants to come and get them, I believe they have the right. And now it's enshrined because of the reinterpretation by the monarchy of their constitution. And so Japan is very threatened by that. And in 2018, Donald Trump went. Now, remember, the F-35, it was not flying when Trump took office. It was just sucking billions and billions and billions of dollars. So Trump went to Japan. Melania was all dressed to the nines. They walked the deck of one of these two Izuma-class ships. And Trump pointed his finger down at the deck and said, soon this very ship will be modified to carry the F-35 Joint Strike Fighter. And at that point, the Chinese were like, we told you so! (laughs) They were so (laughs) mad. Man. So Japan is this, you know, their technology is at the very top of the world. Japan, Germany, and uh, Uncle Sam, the USA. And so here's this very sophisticated power that has the most sophisticated aircraft in in the world on their ships, and they're just rocking the house. They can send those aircraft, steam them right to wherever, rock in with stealth technology and blow any threat to their island off the map. And so that was the big evolution, and Trump was right there when that happened. It was pretty cool. So all these articles are on my blog. There's an article called USS Bonhomme Richard, which talks about the fire on our Navy ship in the San Francisco uh, Navy Yard and how that ship was one of these mini aircraft carriers made for stovel fighters, short takeoff vertical land fighters, which is the F-35B. It was one of the few operational ones in the world. And this has just happened with Japan. So Japan really has rearmed to be a global power. And yeah, they can steam to Beijing. They have said uh, that they'll defend Taiwan. So now Japan and South Korea and Taiwan, they each understand and they have their cultural differences, which are pretty deep, but they understand that they have to help one another to fight or, or, or China will come in and pick them off one at a time. Yeah, and, and so, that whole area, yeah. It, it's their defense strategy is to take islands further out, further out, sure. to get them some Thebans room, you know, some farmland and some resources and some mines and some wives. Don't forget that there's sure. a shortage of women in China. So they got to, they have a military strategy to go take wives for their military age men. And, From and what then just sh- mount. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And then just mount missiles everywhere so that no other uh, world power can ever get close to them. Wow. I mean, from what I understand, they are in need of a lot of things right now. I, I, from what I, like what it seems like, you know, they do this Sun Tzu, like in reverse where instead of acting strong when you're weak, they're acting or they're acting weak when they're strong. They're acting strong when they're weak now. You know what I mean? Um, it, this three gorges dam, uh, there with all the flooding going on and the massive rains, um, I mean, if that thing breaks, they're in some serious trouble. There's a food shortage from what I'm understanding, uh, listening to Dave Hodges. Um, you know, it's just, a, it's, it seems very interesting and it, they kind of seem like a, 
like a dog that you're backing up into a corner. They feel very threatened by what's going on around them. That's right. That's right. Those weaknesses are the things that drive a nation of war. Yeah. Drive a nation of conquest. And a food shortage is very serious. And With that many people, too. I mean, that that's quick. They they can have just like, you know, just have a small malfunction in their supply chain, and it gets bad quick with that many people. Yes. So, they yeah. From all over the world, they buy soy from the U.S. and Brazil and uh, corn, uh, pork bellies, just all kinds of things. Yeah. Beef from all over the world. They're, they're using their, their cash surplus to get by that way and to and to mobilize their store enough food so that they can make an aggressive war and all these other nations see it and japan's just one of them japan realizes that it's now or never that they're that they are going to they're going to get devoured if they don't really make a point to defend themselves so do you think that this is like a, an extremely serious threat right now and this may have something to do with why the news cycle especially in the united states is so counterproductive to what actually needs to be done on this front because all that we're getting i mean the olympics are going on right now and even that's like a total crap show you know what i mean they're you got people quitting um speaking of japan supposedly they lied about the weather and that's causing a huge problem these top level athletes are complaining that it's too hot i mean there's there's weird weird things going on to where it seems like we're living in a cartoon world when there's very very serious developments going on off the coast of india relating to china i just find it like why aren't we hearing about this other from alternative media sources right you just see a little snippet defense yeah. secretary lloyd austin i was watching monkey works i like the spec ops monkey and he he talks about where all the aircraft are going and he was talking about an aircraft that had the call sign for the secretary of defense and he said so here it is at area 51 and then it's going to Alaska, which generally is indicative of an Asia trip. And so the spec ops monkey had not even seen the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin III, was going to Singapore. And that the very next day, which is, you know, half a day off from us, he was going to speak two different speeches in Singapore. So Singapore is at the end of the Malay Peninsula. It's at the end of the Straits of Malacca. And this is an ancient British colony. You know, the British built Hong Kong and Singapore, and then the Portuguese owned Macau. But there are these islands off of the Chinese mainland that were built by European powers, which is why they were civilized and, you know, had sanitation and clean water and sewage and tall buildings and stuff like that. In 1971, the British moved out of Singapore. Singapore was independent. Just so you know how small it is, it's 220 square miles. So if you live in a U.S. city of a million people, your city is bigger than the entire island of Singapore. It's tiny. Yet this is a strategic place. And the Queen of England or the English military, the British military had been saying, we're going to we are going to build up Singapore. They said, we're going to send our Queen Elizabeth carrier. It wasn't even built yet. It didn't have aircraft on it. hadn't been through sea trials. They weren't even sure it would float. It's really the most advanced carrier in the world, I believe. Wow. They said, we're going to dock it at Singapore, which is just the biggest FU to China ever. For China, for Great Britain to build a supercarrier, send it halfway across the world, 
and dock it at Singapore. Like, all right, anything crazy happens over on this side of the world, we're on it, man. So well, you don't that, think that secretly the U.S. and the U.K. and all these, you know, Western civilizations are really kind of partnered up with China to kind of create this one world government? Do you think that that's a distraction? It's not a distraction. It's very real. But here's what the word of God says. Let's just start there. Okay. It says that these 10 kings have not received a kingdom as yet. You know, this was written uh, thousands of years ago, but they will reign one hour with the beast and they'll give. They'll be of one mind and they'll give their power to the beast. But then amongst these 10 kings, there's two different rebellions. One is that the 10 kings burn the whore with fire. And I comment more on my video. The other is the three horns that are torn out. So there are 10 kings and then the eighth is of the seven and go into perdition. So there's 10 horns, three of them are torn out and the the little horn arises which is the eight so there are two different rebellions that the bible tells about against this world order after these 10 kings are set up to be part of the new world order the 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 system of globalism is real and it's very advanced but understand that the devil hasn't figured this out yet he's not omnipotent he's only in one place at one time and and he there's a lot he doesn't know He's not all powerful. So he's got to work very hard to try to get all the world under one government. And there are certain rebellions that we can read about in the Bible. And then to see them playing out before our eyes is just kind of a mind blow. And that's why a lot of people reached out to me after that three-minute broadcast yesterday. A lot of people were like, Sam, this is nuts. Okay, let's start over (laughs) and and tell us about it. So here we have uh, really the instigator is the the second house that we'll talk about, the Queen of England, the the House of Windsor, the uh, English, the British royalty that has determined that they're going to go militarize Singapore and fight against any disruption of the international order in the East. Mm. So the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, was going to Singapore. And the spec ops monkey was like, well, this is his call sign. He's going to Asia, I guess. So you're right. It didn't come out in the news. This is why it's so important to support your local gunslinger. It's yes, so sir. important to find the, the journalists that you know and that you trust that are out there researching to bring you the way that they see it and what they observe in their sector because the mainstream news is absolutely asleep at the wheel. And sharing that information, not just going and looking at it yourself, but sharing it, sharing the links with people. I try to tell people to do that all the time, whether it's me or whether it's like someone like you or Dave Hodges or even InfoWars. You know, a lot of people give uh, give InfoWars a lot of grief for like, you know, some of their more conspiratorial ideas. But they've they've shared a lot of truth, man, and um, more truth than CNN or even Fox at this point. Um, But you're speaking about these um, strategic islands like Singapore. What do you think is going on in Haiti? Because um, I have heard that that whole president that was assassinated, the idea there was not over vaccines, like the picture is like so vividly painted, but it's more about China trying to launch one of these amphibious attacks that you speak of from Haiti as sort of like a staging area. Does that sound right? I think you're mixing a little bit Cuba and Haiti. Okay. And let me just... Uh... Let me just hit three points real quick. Sure. In Cuba, 
They've been dreaming for six decades in Cuba how they were going to destabilize the rest of the Spanish-speaking world. And you know what their, their big end was? COVID. They sent doctors to over 20 nations, 800 Cuban doctors in Mexico at one time. And I documented all that as it was happening. You want to know who's murdering Mexicans? Sometimes the death rate in Juarez has been 20 times the, as far as a function of those infected. 20 times the people died in Juarez has died in the USA. Mm. Lots and lots of deaths in Mexico. Who do I blame? Cuban doctors. They told us for 60 years, we destabilized. We're coming over there. We're going to spread communism. You know, they backed insurrection armies and narco armies all through the Americas. And after dreaming about it for 60 years, they finally get their shot two years ago from mm. 1959 to 2019. COVID-19 comes out. They put their doctors all through Latin America. All those economies are destabilized. And now it's just about it's ready to bear fruit. In you know the chaos that they wanted, and their own nation is about to fall due to internal turmoil. So in Cuba, I believe that the riots are really people that are fed up with a communist government, with you know the failed economic experiment. The morality of the nation has utterly failed because of the same thing. You know, having an, an atheistic communist government that doesn't allow Christianity mm. in Haiti. Haiti's a cluster, dude. But the first thing I'm going to tell you about Haiti is that the earthquake in Haiti in uh, 2009, I believe that's right. Yeah. It happened 60 years to the month after my friend Clay Sonmore went down there with the Full Gospel Businessmen and had a, a healing and gospel preaching campaign with uh, Prophet William Branham. 60 years to the month, which is a very uh, important time, according to the Bible. 20 years, 40 years, 60 years, 70 years is supposed to be the, the life of man or 80 if they have the strength. So the fact that the nation just fell into a horrible turmoil, the Clintons were in there messing around before that year. Yep. They were trying to do their social experiments and getting kitties out of there. Trafficking the, with Laura Silsby, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Whole plane loads of kids. When that disaster hit, it was because the nation's time came up before God. So we all want to look at a causative factor. Well, let's look at that as a causative factor. The, uh, the head of, uh, the head of the, uh, Papa Doc Duvalier was the cruel dictator and was president. And he sent a personal invitation to my friend, Clay Sonmore with the presidential seal was hand delivered to him. And Clay flew down there, flew over the United States, naval armada that was just over the horizon ready to invade and him going as an ambassador for the lord jesus christ he had to get congressional approval from the u.s to go and he went there there's the men with their machine guns standing outside old papa doc duvalier's office he had a revolver on the table on the desk as clay went in and sat down and he said please bring your men and preach and we'll give you full government protection and you could preach it in the central square in the central park in our nation and they went and did that, had over 100,000 in attendance each night for five nights, tremendous miracles. People threw away their idols and, and left behind all their, uh, you know, Hades famous as a bastion of witchcraft and sorcery. Yeah. They left their sorceries behind. But here, 60 years later, people had gone back to them, gone back to Catholicism and the corresponding idolatry. 
and then uh, boom, destruction comes and just sets the place into a cataclysm. And so everybody wants to know why, why, even why, God, why? Well, that's why. It's because they had a great chance to just live for the Lord and honor him a little bit and to preserve a little bit of Christianity. But uh, as a nation, they didn't do that. And the judgment of God came on them. And similarly, in uh, what was the other nation that you asked me about? Uh, uh, we haven't talked about Netherlands yet, but it was uh, it's, it was really right there. It was just Haiti, and then uh, you know you, you mentioned Cuba. Uh, there's South Africa. There's I mean a bunch South of South Africa. South Africa, due to hit the fan seventy years after William Branham went and prayed there, and you know what the was uh, went and preached, and the main city that he was led of the Lord to preach in was Durban, the very city where the outbreak happened. And the reason why he saw once he was actually there was the laws in that city allowed them to have interracial meetings. There's a lot of East Indians. Really, the population uh, back then was thirds. It was a third of white South Africans, a lot of them of Dutch ancestry. Those are the Afrikaners. And then uh, they had black Africans, which come from many tribes, and some of them are enemies. And then a third was East Indian. You know, there's East Indians, uh, Hindu East Indian people from India that have been imported as laborers all through the world. In Latin America, if you go to Trinidad and Tobago or to uh, or to what's the one right next door? Georgetown's the capital. Guyana has a, an, an enormous East Indian and an and an and an enormous African uh, ancestry population. So this is the case in South Africa. But all of those groups, including the warring tribes, had little picket fences between them, and they had huge gospel uh, campaigns. And here again, the people were healed. They, had, they, they hauled out three uh, cattle trucks full of crutches, apparatuses, wheelchairs, and walkers, three truckloads after the Durban campaign. Well, it was 70 years ago this year. Well, the, the nation of South Africa has long since forgotten about that. And I know that there's a little bit of a Christian heritage preserved in the Afrikaners, but the nation has just gone right back to their hedonistic roots. And you can only do that as a nation for so many decades before the judgment of God will come. So yes, it's 70 years to the year from the time that the full gospel businessmen did that massive campaign and the biggest meetings were in Durban. Mm, that's fascinating. I mean, so where do you see the United States as far as this timeline where you mentioned the 60 years, the 70 years? Um, I mean, it seems like we've kind of been carrying out this debauchery for quite some time in this country. We're on borrowed time since 1970. And I, I tell oh, about wow. that in uh, the U.S. and Britain in Bible prophecy. We were guaranteed uh, three and one half centuries of peace and safety for the gospel on this continent. And we had that from 1620 to 1970. And from 1970 on, there's we've been on borrowed time. And now, how many years are we past that? It's, yeah. it's time for people to really turn to know their God or they will get the opportunity. You know, there's, there's a lot of really strong patriots right now that are, that are in the hole. And uh, they got a lot of time to read their Bible. And I've gotten the reports back that that's what's going on. So I'm not happy about 
You know, I made a point not to go to Washington because I knew that the Lord was not going to go out with our armies because the, the level of holiness was unsatisfactory. And so the life of the gospel gunslinger, we embrace both sides. We, we, we have to be right with God so that he goes out with our armies. And then we in our armies, we go out, you know, it's not that complicated. Yeah. But at I the mean, same so time. Do you think that, um, so do you think that it doesn't really look good for the U.S. and for the world as a whole? I mean, I hear this, this kind of, these horror stories where Canada is hosting Chinese troops and they're also really heavily moving into Mexico as well. Um, I mean, do you think, I know you said that we're living on borrowed time, but I mean, China can't be the good guy that is coming in to sort of uh, wipe out the U.S. Uh, for, a, for a moral reason. Um, I, I guess with the just... Syrians and the Philistines and Nebuchadnezzar and all those nations, the Lord rose them up to, 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 to whoop up on his people when they departed from him. So the Lord can use the heathens in that way. You brought mm. up some interesting points. Let me just hit them all fast. Okay, the governor general of Canada, she's the commander in chief of the armed forces. She can invite the U.S. to yeah. invade. And here's what's interesting as we get into the third house. Uh, Royal House. We'll talk about William of Orange and his descendant that's on the throne today. And he was invited to invite to invade England in what was called the Glorious Revolution. And he did invade in 1688. He was invited to invade and most all of the English military turned to him because they didn't want a Catholic monarchy ruling over them and oppressing them. So this could happen now as there's turnover in royal houses we could get an invitation for U.S. forces to go across the border and clean those Chinamen out. Now, the Mexico, uh, Mexico when, it was, when it was a lawless place under the previous administration, yes, the Chinese were just having their way. Criminal governors, the, uh, even the presidency was held by a criminal president who took $100 million in bribes from El Chapo Guzman. Are you talking so, about Trump? I'm talking about Enrique Peña Nieto. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the, the previous Mexican administration. Okay. So the Chinese and the cartels were living large. Sure. Now there's a new administration and draining the swamp does not happen overnight, but he did a great, he's been working every day to get rid of that, to maintain Mexican sovereignty. That doesn't mean they can't have a deal with China, but the Chinese always wanted more. And I'll tell you right now, president Andres Manuel president today has cut the Chinese out of so many deals because they weren't being fair. And so this is why China is pivoting to the Caribbean. That's why China ah. is looking to stage in the Caribbean because this president is going to defend his nation and they're not just going to let troublemakers like that in. That's why they're looking to the Caribbean. And so you're not concerned about the cartels. And I don't know how much time you have here, Pastor Sam. So just let me know when you've got to get rolling. Um, but you're not concerned that the cartels truly have the power of, over Mexico. You, you actually believe in this new administration. I do. But here's the thing. There's there's other parties that still have power in governorships and in uh, the, the office of the mayor is very powerful in Mexico. A mayor is basically the law. In a, in a whole region, not just a city, the, the region around that city. So like Sonora or, or whatever? Okay, those states. Uh, hmm. Sonora, uh, Chihuahua has a, has a panist governor. Uh, uh, Michoacan, there's a lot. Uh, Jalisco, 
where the cartel Jalisco Nueva Generacion is from, though, yeah, there's there are cartel affiliated governments at the state and local level, and then they, they take money, they take bribes, and they let the crooks get away with whatever they want, to include the Chinese. You know, the Chinese and the drug cartels are kissing cousins. Mm. And, and the Roman church is in on that too, you know. Sure. Uh, the Vatican? Yes, the, the worship of the death saint, the Santa Muerte, all of those are, those are false dichotomies that are started by the Catholic Church. Alberto Rivera talked, you know, he wrote in the 80s that all through the decades, the Catholic priests still provided holy water and different things that these the witchcraft sects always needed for their rituals. And so while it's like the corrupt government and the cartel, they appear to be enemies. But at the same time, you, if you show up in the right place, you can catch them all partying together. Wow. So it's like Republicans and, uh, and rhino, uh, rhino Republicans and Democrats that they're all just kind of like, you know, carrying out this political theater, exactly. trying to act like they're arguing, but they're buying each other drinks after they're all done fake fighting. I mean, the corruption is deep, man. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm glad that there's a lot of positive voices out there that are talking about how, yes, there is hope in Mexico. And um, I mean, do you think that the United States has a future? the way that we have been living before COVID, or do you think that we're kind of on the way to meet our maker, so to speak? We need a revival bad. It's starting to happen. You know, there's tent campaigns and healing campaigns and uh, most of them are outside the four walls of the church. But I'll tell you what, if a, if a gospel preaching tent gets set up in your town, you better go. And mm. not all of them are the real deal, but you better go and, and, and give a chance to God. And I'm talking about entering into a, a, a real lifelong uh, relationship of him being your God and not money and mammon and careers or trophy wives or especially vices, you know, or sports or whatever. Let's turn back to God. Let's get out of the place where, where we, uh, where, where nobody's even got the, the appetite for a three minute Bible teaching before they go run off after all their other things in the day. We need to do that as a nation, and it's not too late for each individual person to turn to God. The Bible says that he will be our strong tower. He will be our defense, and he'll be our refuge, and that he uh, will reprove kings for our sake. But those are people that are close to him. Everybody wants to take hold of Psalm 91, but nobody wants to dwell in the secret place of the Most High and be close to him and be underneath his shadow and be a worshiper of God. So that's really the first step. It's not too late for any person, but yeah, the world as we know it, it's it's over. We're in the last days. We're mm. in revelations now. Fascinating. I mean, and and for if the listeners didn't pick this up, I mean, Pastor Sam is in Mexico, so you know what you're talking about when it comes to Mexico. Um, when you're speaking about uh, the the vices, like even sports, the sports organizations, the NFL, the NBA, they're making it so easy to walk away from these things. So I hope that people can go and find something more pure or more uh, spiritually fulfilling. Um, hopefully, um, you know, like I said, I'm agnostic, but I lean more towards that Christianity. Uh, the whole idea is there just because of the attacks that I'm seeing. And things that I'm seeing play out, it's um, it's a little too large to ignore for me personally. Um, so, I mean, I, I really do appreciate you coming on and talking. I don't know how much more time you've got here, um, but... Let's run another 10 minutes and discuss our third royal house. Perfect. 
because this is uh, the Netherlands. This is Willem Alexander, King Willem Alexander and uh, Queen Consort, Princess Maxima, who's from Argentina. She's Hispanic. He's the descendant of William of Orange. He's the descendant of the great hero of the glorious revolution that was invited to invade England and did invade England and preserved England as the world's first Protestant nation. This was before America really came to be. I mean, the colonies were here, but it was a waste howling wilderness. So after all this time of being part of Europe and all of that, Willem Alexander has sent his battleship, the Everettson, his uh, guided missile destroyer, an air defense destroyer, along with Queen Elizabeth's carrier group. So the three main nations represented are England, the Netherlands, and with U.S. backing, some U.S. frigates on the picket line, some U.S. submarines, maybe, and some U.S. Uh, Marines and Marine pilots that are flying uh, one of the F-35 squadrons is on the HMS Queen Elizabeth. So this is the third royal house. This is a small nation, but with a centuries-old heritage. And instead of trusting in Europe, NATO, the EU, Rome, and the Pope to preserve his kingdom, Willem Alexander has bet it all by sending his battleship in China's face. And so here we have it. The Bible says three horns would be torn out by the Antichrist. And there's sure enough, three royal houses that have their battleships in China's face ready to slug it out. Wow. So the three horns are the Netherlands, the UK, uh, or more specifically England, and then uh, Japan. So, I mean, do you have any ideas on who the Antichrist may be? Or is this something that is, again, interdimensional? William Branham said the last pope will be the Antichrist. Pope Francis I, here, this guy? Well, the last pope will mm. be the Antichrist. And all, if you're a Christian, the founder of your denomination, believe that the seat of Antichrist was the papacy. doesn't matter whether we're talking about a Seventh-day Adventist church, a Baptist church, a Methodist or Lutheran strain church, or out of the Church of England. You know, the Anglican... Church is having a revival today, and the ancient uh, Westminster Abbey, they're turning back to God. You know, uh, Sir somebody, a, a knighted minister, opened up and read the entire book of John on a live stream on YouTube, and it's on YouTube on the Westminster Abbey channel, and it's got millions of views. And all this guy did was open up the Bible and read the Gospel of John. It took him two and a half hours, and he read it all. No glitz, no lights, no fog machines, uh, no child rapist Hillsong pastors. No, he just opened the Bible in Westminster Abbey in a historic centuries-old room that was full of history, and he just read the Bible. And so even in the Church of England, there is a revival right now. But I have deviated from my point that if, if your church is a part of the Anglican or, or – uh, there are different strains that, that come from the Church of England. All of them knew and believed that the seed of Antichrist is the Pope and that their great nation was the first nation to rise and stand against it and say, no, we're going to build a nation. We're going to rule it ourselves. 
And Revelation says that the great harlot rules over the kings of the earth and that she defiled them all with her fornications. And this is the way that the world was for a thousand years is all the kings ruled because the Pope said that they could. The Pope acknowledged he, he solemnified their marriage. This is not the American Puritan idea. See, we decide, no, this is civil contract. We decide this, the community enforces it. And yeah, there's gonna be laws about marriage and sexuality and sexual deviance, but it comes from the community and not from some Pope over across the sea. And so there is concurrence among the fathers of modern Christian churches that the Pope is the Antichrist, the seat of Rome is Antichrist, that, that the Roman church is the harlot, that the Roman dual empire is the legs of iron that Daniel saw. It's a religious empire and it is a terrestrial empire in the world that rules over nations. And so if you ask people today, they're like, this is a new idea or that it's the oldest and most threadbare conspiracy theory in the world. But the fact is the seat of Antichrist is the city of Rome, the seven hills on which the women sits. And William Branham said it will be destroyed by a Russian nuclear device to accomplish what's written in Revelation 18, that the whore will be destroyed with fire, and in one hour her ruin will come upon her. So, yeah, don't be confused. The last wow. pope will be the Antichrist. That is incredible. From what I understand, Washington, D.C. is also a city, not really a city, but it's a city on seven hills, so to speak. Well, Jerusalem has seven hills. I don't know. Washington's pretty flat. I don't know how the whole thing hasn't got washed into the, into the Potomac yet. But here's the thing about Washington. Washington is often called the horror Babylon. The United States is called this. And our nation is in great apostasy. But was it founded in fornication or was it founded in truth and righteousness? That's the question. I believe it was founded in truth and righteousness, that men did their very best to put God first and to build a nation on God's law. At the same time, others believe that the foundation of the United States was a rebellion, that it was a, that it was a defiance of Rome's righteous authority to rule over the kings of the earth. So see, that's the Roman perspective. Hmm. That's yeah, Rome's that, perspective. Yeah, that wouldn't, uh, I mean, if you're rebelling against something evil, then, I mean, I, I see that as good. So, yeah, I'm right right there with you that the United States was founded with righteous ideas. Um, fascinating, fascinating stuff that you have, Pastor Sam. I could listen to you talk for hours, man. Really cool well, stuff. Let's, let's hang out. Let's be friends. And everybody come along and reach out to me, follow me. I'd love to make friends with each viewer. And uh, I take questions. Uh, I'll, it, I'll A lot of subjects I've taught on is because people came out and said, Sam, this is in the Bible. Nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> all right. I'm on it, man. I'm on it. <laughs> and so that's why I've taught on all the taboo and controversial subjects. If you if you ask school taught preachers, their response is generally the same. They say, well, that's not central to salvation. Well, really, it is. Really, it is. If If, if these creatures are out there, how are we supposed to relate to them? Uh, does the Bible say anything about it? Well, yeah, it says a lot. 
Yeah. It says a lot about the Nephilim. It says a lot about other cryptozoological creatures. It says a lot about the Leviathan. And so I think we should be armed with that. Yeah, you know, I wanted to talk more about some of the cryptozoology that you're into, but I know we're limited on time here. You really hit the cool parts. These like, you know, sort of what we refer to as Draco reptilians. What did you refer to them again? The Tannenites or Tannin is the Hebrew word for the dragons. And uh, I referred to them as Tanninic hybrids. You know, Tanninic. what's going to be really interesting, Ryan, and uh, you're a great conversationalist. I've had a lot of fun with you. What would be Thank really you. interesting is if you went in and, and picked a couple of those and uh, looked through them, and then we'll have, we'll have a lot to talk about. Okay. And do I just do that right there on uh, gospelgunslinger.com, or is that your YouTube channel, or what's the best way to find all this stuff? It's on YouTube and it's on BitChute, but BitChute is my messy desk because somehow all my playlists got deleted, and oh. so you're kind of you're kind of gonna just be rummaging through a mixed uh, cartridge box if you go to BitChute. But the, everything's backed up on there, so it's a, a good place for that. But yeah, you go to my YouTube and then uh, and then you go to the Dragon Lancers playlist and just cool. get yourself a, a heaping pot of popcorn and uh hit play awesome <laughs> have man. fun i'll have to do that yeah i'd love to talk with you again and i i'm i have a few friends in this whole podcast world that would be really interested in talking with you as well a specific podcast that's very much tying conspiracy in with uh his his christian faith um but yeah i mean any final plugs that you want to do here and i'll make sure that i plug them in the beginning but just fire away and then i'll let you go man Thanks, buddy. Well, I am a missionary. I am a poor jungle preacher and I'm literally I'm literally a refugee. So uh, please pray for Pastor Sam and the gospel gunslingers. Be a gospel gunslinger yourself and sowing financially as part of the Lord's kingdom. It's part of what has gotten pulled out of our society. And, you know, it's coming back a little bit in super chats and things like that. But give financially, and I certainly need it. But if you don't uh, bring it to me, then bring it to somebody. Just give financially and see if God will not bless you. This is one of the ways that we test God, and it's one of the only places in the Bible that God says, test me in this, the book of Haggai. Give financially and see if he doesn't pour out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive. So I, I, I thank everyone for listening to me and listening to the word, and I ask everyone to uh, dare to make friends and to be a partner with me and the gospel gunslingers. Cause we're doing our best to be out on the very cutting edge. We've been out off the couch for a long, long time. And I appreciate every person that I actually get to connect with and make friends with. So please do that. I'd love to hear from you. Well, Sam, you got a friend in me, man. I really do appreciate what you're doing here. Um, your voice is incredible in this, uh, in this community, man. So, I mean, I hope that you find what you're looking for and I hope that you definitely get more support. Hopefully we can uh, kind of steer some more people over to gospel gunslinger. And um, I mean, really, really appreciate your time. And you did get back to me very quickly. So you're not lying about wanting to actually interact with people that reach out to you. So many, many thanks to you, sir. And uh, I mean, stay safe in this crazy world, man. God bless you, Ryan. Have a good one.